Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Hi, friends, and thanks for listening to The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas, where you can sell, shop, and look fabulous. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson, and today's guest is Sarah Mueller, and she is a certified conscious parenting coach from Dr. Shafali, who Oprah calls revolutionary and life-changing. She's going to be receiving her Certificate of Leadership Excellence from Harvard University this September, as well as her personal certificate in trauma and resilience from Florida State University. Welcome. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. It is so exciting to have you because every time I hear from our listeners that, wow, that was great information. So I know that it's resonating with them and, and they love to hear hear from you. So uh, kids are headed back to school or already back into school. Mm -hmm. So we've talked in our last podcast about what we do leading up to them going back to school, what that landscape looks like and being intentional uh, with all of that. But you know what? No matter what, they're going to still have anxiety, Mm -hmm. anxiety over a lot of different things. So, So let's just chat about that. What, what, where do you see all of that, you know, the anxiety falling into kids going back to school and what can we do to help them? Yeah. So I think when we look at anxiety in general, we, we, we kind of want to reframe it. You know, I talked in the last podcast about before we reframe it, we, we want to accept it, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's normal. It's totally normal that our kids are feeling anxious and that they're going to have some concerns and some fears about something new. So we first, as the adult, as the parents, address our own anxiety. We (laughs) find out what our own fears are so that we can help our child to address theirs. So, you know, there's a couple different ways that I like to talk about that reframing of anxiety. You know, if if we start to feel anxious as children or as adults, um, a a lot of things happen, right? We, our our body changes, Mm -hmm. our, our heart starts beating, our, our temperature rises, maybe our handshake. It shows up a little bit differently for everyone, but there's some consistencies in the way it shows up in our body. And we can tell that we are anxious or scared about something. And if we just put that aside and we think about when we're really excited about something, you know, when we're going to go to Disney World mm-hmm. or we just got a job promotion or parents having sex, like the same kind of physical reaction sure. happens in our bodies. Our, our heart rate increases, mm-hmm. our, our breath shortens, we might get sweating. And so if we can notice that there is a shift in our body, and instead of being like, oh, this is anxiety, this is fear, this is bad, let's just allow it to be a messenger to what's going on. So, okay, there I have some sort of fear mm-hmm. and I'm going to address it. I'm going to help my child address it because they're 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 scared of something. Mm-hmm. We can also look at it as, you know, cuz part of what happens with anxiety is we start to feel anxious and then we're anxious about being anxious and that <laughs> right. increases our anxiety. And anxiety is absolutely there's just no base to it, right? Like there's no anxiety just comes on or yeah, it can come on for 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 anyone for any different reasons. Mm-hmm. We could be we could be triggered by something that reminds us of a past experience, or it could be a little fear 
and just that that fear of the unknown. But then we start to feel it. And a lot of us are thinking, oh, well, this is bad. I shouldn't feel this way. Right. And then we start to have that that anxiety about the anxiety. So my my question here is, can we instead think about it as excitement? So sure, oh. I'm 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 scared of going back to school, but maybe this is my body telling me that this is important to me, that I want to make new friends, that I want to do well in school, that I want to find the group that I fit in with. And we can look at it as, okay, my body's telling me that this is important to me. Let me take the actions so that I can do my best. And instead of beating myself down that, oh, I'm, I'm anxious and I'm scared and there's something wrong with me. Like a, from a negative to a positive spin on it. Yes. Change that outlook. Yes. Because the physical reactions and anxiety and in excitement really are are very similar. And so like I know for like as a public speaker, you mm-hmm. know, when I start to get nervous, I instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm going to fumble my words. I'm going to make a fool mm-hmm. of myself. That will re- lead me down a bad hole, mm-hmm. right? That I'm not, right. I'm probably not going to be confident on stage if I'm thinking those thoughts. But if I think, oh no, okay, I can tell that Sure, I'm I'm nervous, but this is my body's preparing me because this is important to me. So you know what? I'm gonna take a couple breaths and I'm gonna do what I can to show up as my best. And so, you know, teaching our children those tools on how to handle that stress or that fear when it shows up for them, you know, deep breaths are Mm -hmm. very calming for the nervous system that gets activated when we are anxious. So, you know, we can tell our children to do that, but the best way that they learn is by us modeling that ourselves. So if I'm getting anxious and I'm with my boys, I'm going to say, you know what? This That car that just cut in front of me is making me really anxious right now. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths to calm myself down. Do you verbalize that to them? Exactly. So yes. that they know, oh, yes, <laughs> I know what's happening. Yes. So exactly. So I'm. it helps me become more present, but it's really to teach them. Uh-huh. So they, I see that. If, wow. Yeah. Because okay. I could take deep breaths, but they don't know that they don't necessarily know that I'm doing it. So speaking it out loud helps them to kind of gain their own tools to do that. You know, I love that because you're, you're taking something that's going on right now and you're teaching in the moment mm-hmm. because that, you know, it's like hands-on learning. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's how our children learn. You know, we talked in the previous podcast about our, our teens, especially don't want us to um, be giving them a sermon right. or giving them advice even. But if we can model, that's one of the best way for our teens to be open to what we have to share them. And then I think it, it goes into, let's get underneath what they're really scared of. What's really behind that anxiety? You know, I, mm-hmm. I think I shared this before, but it's, it's usually what I always think that it's something. But then with my son, there, it's something completely different <laughs> that he's concerned about, like not having enough money for a snack mm-hmm. or, you know, and I'm, I think he's worried about not making friends, right. but it's because he doesn't think he has enough money to buy a snack after school, <laughs> you know? So, and I've heard the, the, uh, another one that was crazy that was um, somebody not wanting to eat hot lunch. Okay. They always wanted to bring their cold lunch. Well, why? When we got to the root of the problem, it was, I didn't want to be last in line because I wanted to have a seat at a table. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be left. Basically, I didn't want to be left behind. I didn't want to not be able to sit with my friends because I didn't get to the front of the line first. Yeah. It's not what you think. Exactly. And because we have to we have to try as best we can to put ourselves in our children's shoes. And the best way to do that is that empathy that we talked about before mm-hmm. and really being conscious and asking questions and 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 helping our children be able to express it to us. And then one of the just one of the simple tools for for really any of the transitions to school year or even if we're already in school that is I think underutilized within parenting is the the concept of role play. You know, we can we can 
all of us, mm-hmm. the way that we build confidence is by doing something. Sure. Whether it's writing or whether it's making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or making friends, confidence comes from the act of actually doing something and, and just kind of being messy at first. Practice. Practicing. And so the role play is a, is a you know low stakes, mm-hmm. safe place for our children to practice. Okay. Let's say that there's no seat at the table that you want to sit at at lunchtime and you're feeling left out. Well, what could we do instead? And you sort of brainstorm, like help your children come up with ideas. You can offer some, but again, we're we're empowering them yes. so that when they become the teenager going off to college, they can think and create ideas for themselves. But then we can offer them the opportunity to role play and just say, "Hey, why don't do you want to be yourself, or do you mm-hmm. want me to play the other kid?" and and let them do that. You know, it's um, it, it just helps for them to feel more comfortable with how to how to address some of these situations that might be causing their fears. They're putting it in their proverbial toolbox. Their toolbox, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you can't buy that stuff. Mm-hmm. You can only learn it. Absolutely. So I love that. I love that. All right. We are going to head to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about anxiety of, uh, of other things at school and what is happening in our world. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas. True Fashionistas is the largest lifestyle consignment store in Florida. They offer clothing and accessories from brands from Chanel and Gucci to Lululemon and Lily Pulitzer, and furniture and home decor from some of the most sought-after brands. True Fashionistas, for you, your family, and your home. Check them out online at truefashionistas.com. All right, friends, we are back with Sarah Mueller, and she's our guest today, and she is a certified conscious parenting coach. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So we have a really interesting topic that we're, chat- topic that we're chatting about today on the heels of kids back in school and anxiety, mm-hmm. okay? So much is happening in our world right now, and <clears throat> excuse me, the kids have access to news, mm-hmm. right? So they hear it in the news. They hear it from friends. They hear it from the parents. We're talking about it. We're talking about it at home. They're scared and they're scared not just about, you know, am I going to have friends in school? They're scared about, am I safe in school? Mm-hmm. How do we have these conversations with them and and how does that look like? And how do we get them to the point of feeling comfortable going back to school? Yeah, that's such a, a such a great question and such a, an important topic right now. You know, I think that I always err on the side, and I advise my clients to err on the side of being honest and with our children, mm-hmm. no matter what age they are. Really speaking, straight. If we're hiding anything, our children can sense that oh, at gosh, any age. They can. I know that. You know, and so even <laughs> even with the, my younger my youngest boy, you know, just talking about the reality as best I can. And under just hoping that he understands it, you know, but so, but let's talk about sort of framing this in a way that, that can help our children. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, we're honest, but we need to teach our children really a leadership lesson that Stephen Covey talks about in the seven habits of highly effective people. He talks about the circle of control and the circle or the circle of influence mm-hmm. and the circle of concern. And so as a leader, as a human being, we can either operate in the circle of concern or the circle of influence. The circle of concern is everything that we think and that we worry about, but that we have no control over whatsoever. The circle of influence, on the other hand, are those things that we do have control over, those steps that we can take, the actions that we can do to set ourselves up for success, Mm -hmm. to be intentional, as we talked about in the last podcast. So as as we're looking at safety in school, 
I think we have to help our children to understand their role and their circle of influence. And then the teacher and the administrators and the school district's circle of influence, right? The, the, sure. the teachers and the administrators, the school district, their circle of influence is safety mm-hmm. and the protocol that they've developed. And what, whatever that, that process is for a shooting or a hurricane or whatever it is, they have looked at every single one of those situations and they know what the safest route is for our children. Mm-hmm. That's how, why they've developed that protocol. It's not ideal. We don't want our children to experience any of that, but right. they're the ones that have the job of having to focus on that. That's not my job. That is not our children's job. And we have to help, you know, help them to trust that their teachers have it under control. And their job instead is to understand the protocol, to practice it when they practice it Mm -hmm. and to make sure that they're comfortable with it. If they have any questions, go to their teacher, come to you, you know, even your own safety in your home, you know, like if there's a fire, do you know where you're going to meet? Does everyone know what to do? That we talked about before, just building Mm -hmm. confidence, just understanding or or role-playing that as unfun as it is, it, it helps our children to feel safe because they know what to expect. And so your circle of influence is listening to what your teachers tell you they are doing their best to keep you safe. And this is how you can focus in school. Your job is to come to school, to focus, to learn, to make friends. Mm-hmm. Their job is to, is, to, is to do all of the planning to keep you safe. And knowledge is power. So for the kids, if they know, okay, the teachers, the administrators, they have my back. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. I can... And I don't know, you know, with the young child growing up and and how as an adult we can go, okay, well, they've got it. I don't need to worry about that. And I'm sure it's probably not as easy in younger kids because they don't have, their brain isn't fully developed, Mm -hmm. right? But then you just walk them through it and, and... yeah. And, and when I talked about being honest, I'm not going to tell my my very young child that people, that children are dying and people yes, are, being, you right. know, I'm not, so I don't mean like that kind of honesty, right. but I meant being forthright that sometimes things happen in school that aren't ideal and you need to listen to your teacher, Sure, you know, and then in kind of sharing that information as they get older as necessary. So what if they, and I'm going to hearken this back to, to something that happened a long time ago, but you know, a, a school goes on lockdown here, right? And that traumatizes a child. Nothing happened in their school, but it happened at the school next to them, but they mm-hmm. got put on lockdown. How do you deal with after something has happened? How do you have those conversations? And, and okay, where do we go from here so that they're not afraid to go back yeah. after something does happen? Yeah, absolutely. And so there are, you know, I don't know the exact resources that our mm-hmm. schools offer, but I know that they have guidance counselors. And when something like that happens, they often build more programs that can support the you know the reaction from sure. something like that in a nearby school but we we want to be able for our children to express their concerns and so it, it goes back to similar to what I spoke about earlier they're not bad they're not wrong yeah. for feeling this way let's allow them to share how they feel um, we we hear them we we repeat back to them what they're saying so that they feel heard and understood whatever that looks like for them and then and then having them get get support sure. from a counselor t- to walk them through dealing with that trauma because it can it can impact our children in many different ways. It might have zero impact on one on one child, but it can greatly impact right. the other just depending on everything else that's going mm-hmm. on in his or her life. And it may not be immediate. It may not be immediate, know? no. And and that's the the scary part is you may not feel that way today, but when you're uh, what is that where you're um like a trigger? 
something yeah. may just trigger it. Yeah. And you feel that way. And so that's why when we look at conscious parenting, we look at the, you know, the behavior, our, our children's behavior is is not because they're ever being a bad, mm-hmm. a bad student, or even if they're not, not getting good grades anymore, whatever that behavior is, there's an underlying, there's an unmet need. And mm-hmm. so that could show up, you know, six months later because the child might repress it at first and, not, sure. and just not think about it, but it might show up six months later when they hear something on a movie or a TV show. Mm-hmm. And so let's understand, well, what's going on? Why is, is my son all of a sudden not focused? Why is he talking back to me? You know, what's, what's going on here? What, what's that unmet need? Right. And it might be related to that, that earlier trauma. That's, that's a great point. Anything else that we can do to ease their anxieties? Yes. So I think, you know, of course our children are going to be exposed to the news and it's unfortunate all the, right. the school <laughs> shootings and whatnot. But my, my, one of my biggest, my biggest um, asks of, of all of my audiences, whether they're children, or, but mostly adults is to really limit the news um, yes. You know, yes, these these tragedies are happening, and also we are in the safest times of our human um, beingness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, with there, there's less murder, there is less um, abduction, there is less. You know, think about even a um, yeah. hundred years ago with you know the the way that our country was. Right. That we are in the safest of times. However, when you watch the news regularly, it doesn't look that way. Of course not. Right? right. The news is they're they're they they get their attention by mm-hmm. focusing on fear and anger, which of course these school shootings and things right. like that bring up. Rightly right. so. But um there are so many other amazing, wonderful things that are happening. And so really limiting our news exposure, limiting it around at our children. Right. And, and letting our children know that, yes, you know, you, you need to be smart, but we live in, in really safe times. Let's focus on what we can control and let's stay positive and surround ourselves by that positivity because that will just take away some of that anxiety that's un- unnecessary. I love that. And parents consume your media on your time. Yes. Not in front of your children. And I personally, as a parent, have a hard, hard time with that because, you know, you come home, you turn the TV on, it's on the news, you don't change the channel, and then... You don't think your child is listening from the mm-hmm. other room, but I swear these children have hearing like theirs. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. And so they hear it and then the questions come out yes. or they don't come out until a week later. Mom, remember, you know, I heard this on the news or something will come up in their mind and they'll and be like, well, where did you hear that from? Mm-hmm. Well, it was on TV. Absolutely. So, and you know, and it just, it's, um, it's outside of our circle of influence, going back to what we talked about. Like mm-hmm. most 99% of what we hear about on the news is not anything that we have control over. So even as adults, it doesn't serve us. Right. Like very, very limited, you know, but it, a lot of it isn't necessary for us either, either as adults. Well, I have so enjoyed having you on our podcast today because I, I think this is such pertinent information for our guests to 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 hear headed back into school. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any parting words that you have for our audience today? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> love love those kids. They are they are amazing and our job is to just allow them to shine as mm-hmm. as they are. They don't we really need to step back and do as little as we can and they will be amazing. So Sarah, if if our audience would like to get a hold of you, how do they do so? My website is joydiscovered.com. Joydiscovered with an ed at the end.com and I've got blogs there, videos, free workbooks, lots of stuff. And my contact details are there. Fabulous. Fabulous. And thank you again for being on. Thank you so much. And thank you friends for tuning into the Fashionista Life with Jennifer Johnson brought to you by True Fashionistas. Make your day fabulous. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fashionista Life. 
If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.